if they are, let's say, um, a year and a half, two years later, still in the same type of grief that they were initially, then I'm going to say, yeah, you probably, you know, do need to, to go get some help for it. This week on the Hitch Podcast, a husband writes in asking for advice on how to help his wife in the grieving process. Dr. Karen Sherman has answers. Stay tuned. Great news. Our Napa wine deal has been continued. We will give you a free $48 bottle of Cab or Pinot just for subscribing to one of our clubs in the month of July 2013. Remember, the Hitch Wine Club is the only club created just for couples. We have wines for every price range, starting with our Puppy Love Wine Club, and you'll always get an amazing price. You get a free subscription to Touring and Tasting Magazine, information on the winery and wine you're about to drink, plus we provide exclusive date ideas so you and your spouse have interesting ways to connect over each month's shipment. The Hitched Wine Club also makes a great gift. Visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to take advantage of this fantastic deal. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Um, so, Karen, um, before we get going, I want to remind everybody, you have a new product out called From Fight to Foreplay, and they yep. can get more information at your website from fighttoforeplay.com. Um yes. I'm sorry, did you want to add something to that? Oh, not at all. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, uh, but today we're actually, we're not talking about fighting at all. We're, we're talking about the grieving process. Um, A husband wrote in and asked a very simple question, actually. It's uh, a parent passed away and the husband wants to know how he can help his wife uh, through this grieving process. Um, So, I guess to get things started here, Karen, what, what's the first thing that this husband can do or husbands in general can do face this situation? Well, let me say that I just really am so appreciative that this guy is sensitive and wants to help his wife. And probably just the fact that he is tuned in like that, he's probably well on his way. Um, you know, he wants to try to pick up her lead. Um, And, you know, the best thing to do, which a lot of guys don't realize, whether it be about something as difficult as the situation or any situation, is ask, you know, in what way can I be there for you? Um, You know, people grieve in different ways. And really, there's just no way to be a mind reader. Yeah. Uh, So the best thing really to do is just ask, you know, you know, say, honey, I'm here. I know this is a difficult time. In what way can I best, you know, be here for you? And he might have to ask a couple of times. Mm -hmm. That's such simple advice, but it's such great advice. Um, Now there, when we're talking about grief, there are traditionally five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Are any of these um, areas ripe for the husband's support? 
You know, I really don't think so, Steve. Um, I think, you know, just checking back in, you know, obviously I think that there are different, as you said, different stages or different feelings. And, you know, if, if the person is in the angry stage, I think the only thing that he would have to be aware of is that some of that anger may very well come out on him because if he's, you know, the person that she's close to, she's going to let it out more on him than she is a stranger who's coming to visit. Um, so not to take it personally Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, just, you know, sort of be there and and not get defensive and say, oh, I was just trying to help or whatever. Just know that it's a very, very tough time. Okay. Uh, and how long should this grief process last in general? I know it's not an exact science. Ease, interesting question. So let me tell you a little story. Years ago, um, I saw a woman in my office who came because her children really encouraged her to do so. Um, her husband had passed away. Mm-hmm. And it was about a year and a half, and she was still really, really very, very sad. And her children felt it's a year. You've been through a year. You've been through every holiday and a <laughs> you know, every date that there could be. It's, yeah. it's tough. And she was still really, really sad. And I said to her, there is really no rules about how long you grieve. And for you, if you're still sad, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And she felt so much better when I said that. And, you know, we really just sort of chatted it up the rest of the session. I gave her permission to still be sad. Now, that being said, I think that if somebody is still really in the depths of grief two, three, four years later, then I am concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other thing is sometimes you might hear the phrase, a complicated grief. And a complicated grief is when somebody has mixed feelings. In other words, If you have had a very stormy relationship with the person who has passed and you haven't resolved those feelings, and by the way, let me also say that there, my own even personal experience is that there is the possibility of healing feelings even after somebody has passed. Um, It's obviously better if you do it before, but it can be done afterwards. However, There are some people who feel guilty or who are still angry and have additional feelings aside from just the grief. And I, Mm -hmm. and I feel kind of funny saying just the grief. Yeah. But you know, that's when it's called a complicated grief. So if people have heard that expression, that's what that means. Okay. So you're talking about if, for example, you and your uh, parent didn't have the greatest of relationships um, and they pass away and there were some unresolved issues. That's what, that's what we're really talking about here. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, okay. And, and you were talking about, um, how somebody, you know, three or four 
um, years down the road. They're still in the, in the deep depths of, of their grief. And, um, I actually recently wrote a column in Forbes about the new DSM-5. Um, uh, it's, it's the, the manual that professionals such as yourself use when diagnosing, uh, various disorders and also that, uh, insurance companies use and those, those funny little codes that you see on the forms that you turn into your insurance company. Um, but one of the things they did with this newest edition, um, and by the way, they put these things out like every decade-ish or so, uh, is they added um, grief into um, acknowledging that it could be uh, diagnosed now as a disorder. Um, And one of the reasons was is it kind of talked about how people who suffer from that three, four-year slide, it goes from grief into depression. And so that uh, it allows professionals to treat um, Mm – this process. Um, and, and so you, you brought up a really great, um, interesting story about how the, the kids of this, um, woman thought she had gone 12 months that that cycle should have been enough. And, uh, you know, clearly it was time to get over it. When, when do you think is the proper time for, for the grief process to run its course and when somebody should consider seeking some sort of professional help? What I'm going to say is I want to see progress. Um, I want to see that the person is starting to move along. Um, They might still have moments where they're very sad, where they're still having, you know, um, some difficulties. But as long as I'm starting to see that they're getting on with their life, that they are starting to be able to enjoy life again, uh, that they're getting back involved in activities, that to me is a sign that they're getting over their grief. But if they are, let's say, um, a year and a half, two years later, still in the same type of grief that they were initially, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say, yeah, you probably you know, do need to, to go get some help for it. Okay. And, and by the way, what we're talking about is different than missing the person or being sad that they're gone. Of course. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, in those kind of situations, you know, if you spend 20, 30, 40 years with somebody, um, you might not ever recover from that hole that you're missing that they brought to your life. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, be, you know, this is like I said, this is a simple question today. Um, do you have any final parting thoughts for this caring husband who wrote in? Um, you know, just understand that, you know, it, it's going to take time. Uh, it's a process. It's not something that's going to just turn on and off, uh, you know, like a switch. Uh, but understanding it and understanding that there will be times where all of a sudden it'll look like everything's okay. And then all of a sudden there's a reminder, um, that will trigger the emotion. And again, just to be sensitive to it and understanding of it. And the more that he is that way, the quicker the healing process, you know, will take place. Okay. So really for, for the husband, the, probably the best thing that he can do is what you started this conversation with is, Basically, just ask his wife how how can he help? What can he do for her? Yeah. Um, and you know, she might just say, "I just need to get it out of my system," right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that I well, you know, I'm 
to the husband out there and to his wife, I'm really sorry for your loss and hopefully um, you find peace and uh, are able to move forward in a relatively speedy process. Um, but, you know, it, this is the cycle of life, I suppose. Um, yes. But thank you, Karen, so much for um, helping guide uh, this process this week. So um, I want to thank you one last time. My pleasure as always. And I hope that, uh, as you say, we have helped a little bit in uh, the healing process for this couple. Yeah. Um, and before you guys go, I want to remind you, uh, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Uh, Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, uh, she has come out with a fantastic new product from Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information at her website from fight to foreplay.com and that is all spelled out uh, you can also get more information on her website drkarensherman.com uh, we have links on our website hitchedmag.com uh, karen is on twitter karen's on facebook uh, as you know hitched is on all those networks as well uh, google plus tumblr pinterest we're we're on all of them so uh, if you're ever trying to connect, uh, we will be there. And if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, uh, please drop us a note on any of those um, networks and we'll do our best to get you an answer. So uh, one last time. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Always I'm sorry. Go ahead. One last time. No, always a pleasure. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Thanks.